you know, there's a quote that I read a few years ago that just stuck with me and I held it really close to my heart because I felt like I needed this in order for me to ever allow anyone in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Raw Style Podcast. I am your host, Paola Camacho. As always, if you are new here, welcome, welcome. I hope you come as you are every episode. Today's conversation is going to be short. It's going to be sweet, but I am so excited because I love this topic. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like to talk about independence and what it means to be an independent woman, an independent person in your own life? I think there's so many experiences in our life that have happened to us that have either forced us to be independent and in some cases maybe maybe too independent. <laughs> I know that has happened definitely to me to my detriment what they call quote unquote being independent to a fault. And I think that there is some myths around it. I feel like there is this misunderstanding that because you are independent, you are not vulnerable enough, not gentle enough, not expressive enough, um, not loving enough. It's just a misconception of because we are independent women, we don't need anybody in our life. And sometimes we have definitely shown up as that individual, at least I have. And so I wanted to talk about and break down like what even makes or create builds uh, an independent woman in my eyes right from my point of view um, especially from my experiences but really what steps I took to take a step back and analyze how I was showing up and allow myself to look at my past to look at my patterns to be honest with myself to have self-awareness of maybe I was being too independent to a fault and I wasn't allowing anything in I had these brick walls around me and so how do you find that sweet spot of what I like to call, you know, being gently independent. And I'll kind of break it down what that means, but we'll go over, you know, what I think. And again, this is just my perspective, what I think creates an independent woman in the first place. And it could be and mean so many different things for everybody, but I'll kind of explain where I came from and how I became this way. And then when I had to really take a step back and be like, what do I really want though? You know, if 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 I can break down a few walls, what am I really looking for in a partner in friendships and relationships but specifically in a partnership for me a few years ago you know I really had to take a step back and say I am not going to attract anyone in my life if I cannot break down a wall if I cannot look at myself and heal myself from my past experiences my past relationships toxic relationships and that's exactly what I had to do I had to really look inward really allow myself to be honest with myself and to ask myself why I was uh, too independent. To give you some context, I think that the two main reasons why I became a little too independent to a fault was number one, I was raised in a household uh, full of five women. We were five girls. I was the youngest, but our father really painted this picture with us growing up. You know, he was a Hispanic traditional man, but one of the things he always instilled in us that was not traditional about him was that he always reminded us we did not need a man to succeed. We did not need a man to live our life, to 
do what we wanted and to not depend on a man for any of those things financially emotionally nothing and so I grew up with this mentality of like I'm good I can handle myself I could do it on my own no problem right and it was weird coming from a man telling me that I didn't need a man. Growing up, my parents were very, it was a, always a two-way street. My dad cooked and cleaned, so did my mom. But the other side of that is at a really young age, I got into a relationship with a boy that, you know, as you do when you are puppy loved and all the things. And it was a very unhealthy relationship. And it was my first insight and experience into my first actual intimate relationship. I wouldn't even call it intimate, just my puppy love experience. And it was not a healthy one. It was a very unhealthy one. And I saw this shift in my mindset of, you know what? Men do suck and boys do suck. And I am never going to allow anyone else to hurt me. And I'm never going to allow anyone to get close to me emotionally um, and all the things. And so I was almost proving my dad right that I didn't need a man. I didn't need a man emotionally. I didn't need a man financially. I didn't need a man at all. And I put up so many brick walls around this for so long until, you know, I really a couple of years ago needed to take a step back, look inward, heal and ask myself what I really wanted and what I was looking for. But I think from a broader perspective, you know, what creates independent women in general, and again, this is just my perspective, and there could it can mean so many different things to many of us. Some of us were forced to grow up independently. Some of us were forced to grow up too soon. But I think that in general, what what creates independence in women is personal values, like, you know, being your own person, prioritizing your independence, making choices for yourself, you know, not depending on others, gives you a sense of self-sufficiency and reliance and all the things, right? I think another thing that also creates independent women are your past experiences, right? Those toxic, unhealthy relationships that make you shield yourself, you know, empowerment, like being able to make your own independent decisions for your career, for your education, things that we didn't even have you know 60 years ago which is bonkers to me but all of these things that allowed us to just become independent and I think the last one that's the most important one is the relationships that we that we hold and that we have and that we experience either at a really young age or recently but I think that all of these values and items really identify who we want to seek but we cannot know what we are seeking as independent women if we don't look inward first if we don't allow ourselves to take a look at our past as to why we are the way we are and ask yourself am i balanced am i good do i have a sweet spot for independence or am i being too independent where i'm not allowing anyone in and I am kind of shutting myself out. So really having that honest conversation with yourself, at least for me, helped me tremendously. You know, there's a quote that I read a few years ago that just stuck with me and I and I and I held it really close to my heart because I felt like I needed this in order for me to ever allow anyone in. And the thing that it said was until you get comfortable with being alone, you will never know if you're choosing someone out of love or loneliness. And it just stuck with me because it, it just proved to me that 
you know, it's true. We do need to look inward first before we can look outward to invite anybody else into our life. And so it was really important for me to self-assess, to be self-aware, to heal. And we're always a work in progress, but at least starting that and being having that honest conversation with ourselves. So here are some of the things and I hope these help you. I hope these kind of help you put everything into perspective and how you can take them and say, let me self-assess. Am I being independent to a fault? Or can I, and and can I find that sweet spot if I am? And what should I be looking for in a partner? And again, just from my own experience, we all have had so many different experiences, but this is what I was really, really, after I did some deep work, um, again, I'm still doing deep work, but after I did my basic self-assessment of really digging into what I wanted in a partner was seeking the respect at the end of the day, I was seeking a partner who respected and supported my independence, who I didn't need to depend on financially or emotionally, that I had my own back, but but that I can share this with mutually. And the first thing I was looking for, and this is not something that, just to preface by saying that this was not something that I was voicing when I was, I wasn't even looking for a relationship. I was ready to accept anyone that came into my life if they did when they did. But these are just mental notes that I was taking when I was out in a networking event or with friends, mutual friends, at a party, whatever the case was. I was always kind of just taking mental notes on these things. And I feel like it brought me to where I am today. You know, my partner checks a lot of these boxes off and it didn't happen overnight, right? This is something that you find by getting to know someone, by having honest and raw conversations. And so these are the things that I really highlighted for myself. And I know that I needed to be very clear in my intentions. So the first thing was making sure that this individual, again, mental notes, was hitting all five of my golden rules. Yes, I have golden rules. <laughs> I built these for myself. I have an episode on them that I did a while back, and but I was thinking of bringing them back and just doing like a mini series. But just so you know, my five golden rules that I look for, that I looked for in a partner were number one, trust, of course. Number two, compromise, huge one. Number three, communication, huge one. Intimacy, super important, and sense of humor. And all these five for me fell under the umbrella of respect, mutual respect. And so I held those five rules near and dear to my heart and I have lived by them ever since. Of course, we're not perfect. We're always working on it. But even now with my partner, I, I, we always go back to those five and we remind each other of them. The next one that I was really looking for is interest, making sure that that individual had his own interest and so did I. And of course, there's a quote that stuck with me. Every time I find quotes that hit home, I am definitely a quote girly. But there's this amazing author by the name of Young Pueblo. If you have not looked him up, please do. He is a writer, a great author. Anyways, he wrote this quote that just stuck with me that just really validates the importance of having your own independent interests and likes and being okay with that and support that. And there's a beauty in that. And the quote goes, find a partner who can give you the space you need to be your own person. It is healthy to have different interests, likes, and dislikes. You do not need to become the same person to prove your love to each other. You know you are both supporting each other's happiness when you each feel like you can be your truest self. Remember, trust blossoms in the absence of control, and vibrant relationships should feel like a balance of both freedom and home. 
And man, oh man, this quote stuck with me so hard. It is so true. It is so validating of how beautiful it is to have each of your own lives, but then also blend them together of this like unity and respect for one another. I just valued that so, so much. The next thing that I was also looking for when I was ready to accept somebody in my life while still being my healthy, independent self uh, was mannerism and hospitality. I know you know what mannerism is, but hospitality, what I mean by that is how they would treat not only the people that they loved, but how they would treat, most importantly, strangers. Like you can always tell the mannerism and hospitality of somebody and just their truest self is how they treat strangers. And so I was looking for someone that just had and carried themselves in this level of respect and generosity, humility, all the things, right? And just treated others, but especially strangers with this amount of respect and hospitality. And then the last thing that I was taking mental notes on was for them to have emotional intelligence and priorities. So what do I mean by that? I can do a whole episode on just this alone. Emotional intelligence and priorities is so important. To me, someone who has emotional priority understands themselves, not all the way, again, I always repeat this because it's important to know no one's going to be perfect. We're always work in progress, but they have the basic understanding of who they are, what what triggers them, what doesn't, how do they control their emotions, how do they, you know, look at themselves, do they have self-awareness, do they have self-control, do they have self-respect? These are all included in the emotional intelligence part, and I think that it's super important for someone to have that. Because even if they are a work in progress and they're barely getting to know themselves and having that self-awareness, they are open to the idea to grow and be better for not only themselves, but for the partner that they're with. And I think that I was so set and so clear in that intention that I needed somebody that can call me out on my shit too, right? Respectfully. Emotional intelligence is extremely important because it allows both of you to shape and form this unity and respect around each other's communications around each other's past around each other's traumas and you don't there's no blaming there's only solution you know bonding and I think it was very important to me to make that clear in my intentions when I was first meeting my partner you know he was very open to the idea of like he knew that I had worked on myself and wanted to work on myself but also needed that from a partner and if it wasn't if maybe I didn't come in at the right time in his life then it was just not going to work right it could be the perfect person but I really do believe that it needs to be the right time as well and the right phase in that person's life. You cannot force someone to meet you where you are. You just can't. They have to naturally, you have to both naturally meet each other where you are and say, is this gonna work? Where we both are, is this going to work for each of us? And if it is not, I think that needs to be a very, very raw conversation and open conversation from the get-go. So to close this episode, what I really want you to take away from is there is such a thing as being independent to a fault. And there's no shame in admitting that you do need to break some walls down and that you do need to look inward and that you do need to have that, you know, honest conversation with yourself because you are lovable 
and people want to love you and people want to accept you for who you are people want to invite you into their life for you to make it better and for them to make it better for you and i think accepting that and you know finding that little hole if you want to just start with one brick removing that one brick starting small being gentle with yourself but also being very honest and i think that if you can take the time to take a step back and ask yourself well you know what do i really want from everything that i just talked about you don't have to follow mine these were mine and this is just how my experience was but if if any of these helped you to really open your eyes to the idea that you can be independent in a in a in a healthy partnership and and can be independent uh, with yourself while allowing someone else in, and I think that finding that right individual to accept the fact that you are who you are with the idea of growing together. And they respect your independence and they support your independence and they think that your independence is attractive and they don't blame you for it. They don't make you feel guilty for it, but it also allows you to let them in and um, and share that, share that independence together. I hope this episode really was just like a short, sweet uh, nugget for you to open up and explore and discover. And I think that all of us deserve and are deserving, especially us women, you know, especially if you do consider yourself an independent woman, to allow other people to take care of you and to feel that you don't always need to do it all yourself. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're weaker. It just means that you also deserve to be loved. And that's okay. Keep in mind that all in all, communication and open conversations is at the heart of it all, is at the heart of growth, is at the heart of strong relationships. Um, I really do believe that. And I've, in my experience, there's been a lot of trial and error, but I think that it has helped me a lot. Um, and it's, again, like I've said it for the a millionth time on this episode, I sound like a broken record, but we are all a work in progress. And so having a lot of grace for yourself and for the other person that's trying to love you and you know come into your life that's okay thank you for allowing me to share such a personal perspective i hope that this was helpful for you to just you know even if it just helps you uh analyze audit where you are right now and give you a gentle reminder of the beauty of being independent but specifically gently independent with yourself as always, I love to read your feedback. I love to know what you took away from each episode. So don't forget to share with a friend, rate, subscribe, leave a review with your thoughts and questions, and never forget to come as you are. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.